Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Uh, well, we are in the third week of our Rooted series, and we've been tracking through the book of Colossians. And so I have encouraged you uh, that if you're not already have a, a regular Bible reading program uh, to just maybe read Colossians, uh, maybe read it every week. Um, it's short enough. Uh, it takes maybe 15 minutes to read it all the way through. You could read it every day if you wanted to and just read Colossians uh, and spend that time as we're doing this series. Um, and so if you've got your your app open, you got your notes, however it is you're tracking along with us, we're just going to jump right into this. Um, and that the, the heart of what the book of Colossians is about, what what Paul is writing is and letting us know is that to, to build a life on Jesus, um, our lives should be rooted in Jesus. And there's always this pull in everything we do. It's a, there's a pull in our natural lives. There's a pull in church life. There's a pull in all sorts of, all sorts of things to get us off of what is core. And we can easily begin to turn this life in Christ in this uh, life in Jesus to, into something that it's not about, to turn it into some obligations, to turn it into a bunch of things that we've got to do, to turn it into whether or not we're praying, whether or not we're giving, whether or not we're, we're you know, showing up at church or not, all of these different things that that's not what it's about. All of those things should be an outgrowth of our relationship with God, not the core of our relationship with God. It should be simply about having a relationship with God through Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And kind of our core scripture that we're launching this with is Colossians chapter two. Colossians chapter two, um, verse six says, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, we already understand we, anybody who's a believer has received Christ Jesus as Lord. You've taken the first step. So just like that first step, as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Nothing has changed. You're just growing in it. You're understanding in it. You're, you're, the revelation of who he is is growing, but what you're doing hasn't changed. You're continuing to live your life in him, being rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. The truths that they needed to grow in were truths that they had already seen. These were things that they were already exposed to, that they were already right there in front of them. They weren't needing necessarily brand new things. They were needing to just stay rooted in what was already right in front of them. But sometimes we don't see what's right in front of us if we're not in a, in a place of awareness with that. I had already submitted my notes for this week and I was already uh, done with this. And uh, Friday morning, uh, I had the, one of the, the just goofiest moments I've had as a husband. And I've had some goofy moments as a husband. And, um, but Friday morning, alarm goes off, doing our get the girls ready for school thing. 
Um, and so getting everything ready, I go in to make my uh, cup of coffee and do that, use the okay cup thing. It Every once in a while, just there's a bad cup, whatever. All of a sudden, there's just grounds everywhere. It's just not doing what it's supposed to do. There's a mess on the counter, a mess in my cup. And Cutie's got other things going on that we did not need to be messing with the coffee maker. And so, and I hear in the background, uh, Cutie saying, um, Bran, have you seen my glasses? And if she is recruiting me to find something, um, she's desperate uh, because I am not the household finder. Uh, she gets irritated that I will go to her and say, hey, have you seen this? Before I even look, because I know she's seen it and I just might as well cut to the end of it. And then she'll go, how am I supposed to know? I don't know where that is. And then she goes, go move this and look over there. I'm like, thank you. I knew you would know where it was. And she knows. And so it's now she's now recruiting me. The person that knows where the stuff is is recruiting me. Things are not going well in the journey for figuring out where her glasses are. Is my mic messing up? Something, ooh, that does not sound good. All right, here, I may be putting some pressure on it. It's, it's getting serious now. There we go, I'll take the pressure off. Um, so she is being, uh, she is recruiting me to help find help find her glasses. And uh, so I do my real quick, as I am working on the counter stuff, I look around. Um, I'm in the kitchen. The, the, the glasses should not be in there, but I'm just doing my part. I'm sitting there cleaning. like, my K-cup exploded. Um, I, don't, I don't see your glasses, babe. I don't see them anywhere. And so she continues to look. I finish cleaning up. She's like, Brand, seriously? I cannot find my glasses. I need my glasses. Um, well, she gets on to me because I don't look very well on, at different things. So I decide I'm going to come help. If she's not finding them, they're lost. I mean, they're just some elf fairy came and took them away. They're gone. And so, but I go ahead, go into, the, into our bedroom, and I just take a little quick Brandon Clark glance across the room and as I look across the room, I sit there and I notice something on my side of the bed, on my end table, on my side of the bed. And man, everything within me wanted to take my opportunity to shine, take my opportunity to be a little bit of a smart aleck, to be able to throw it at her and go, huh, why didn't you just look? Why didn't you just take a good look around the room? But something within me said, shut up. So I paid attention to the sweet voice of the Holy Spirit saying, shut up. <laughs> and so I just walk over there. I push that little smirk down and I walk over to there and I grab those black glasses and I sit there and I said, these glasses? And she said, Bran, those are your glasses. <laughs> And then I went, oh my goodness. 
I had been wearing her Kate Spade glasses all morning. All morning long. We both were readers. And so it, everything looked fine. And so she's like, ah, but she didn't even have her glasses to see what glasses I was wearing. And, and so the sit there the whole time as I'm sitting there cleaning up and she's like, Brandy, you see my glasses? I'm looking through her glasses saying, I don't see your glasses. And it was right in front of my face. It was literally right there. But I was oblivious to it. I was unaware. It had not made the mental connection Somehow in the beginnings of the day, I had grabbed some random black glasses, stuck them on my face, thinking they were these glasses, and, that, and so I was clueless. It was there the whole time. It was actually helping me to see a little clearer, to see the empty countertop a little clearer, to see all of the places that her glasses were not a little clearer when the whole time they were right on my face. There's this place where what we have in Christ, it is, it is fully ours. But if we're not aware of it, we can't walk in it. It's right there, but if we're not aware of it. And that's why Paul is desperately saying, stay rooted in him just like you began. Just like you began. Walk in this. You started this in just trusting in who he was that he was the Savior, that he's from God, that he's the Son of God. You started this thing that way, stay aware of that. Stay aware of that. It's not like all of a sudden we move along in life and, and that Jesus has drifted off somewhere. What's drifted is our awareness. Our mind has drifted. Our conscience has drifted. But Jesus is right there with us. Paul is calling the Colossians home to the truth of who Jesus is. This whole book is us calling us home to who he is. Because <clears throat> the truth is, is, as we discover more of who Jesus is for us and in us, the more we discover our true selves, the more we discover us. Because why? He is the, he's the firstborn among many brethren. He's the one showing us what it looks like to be a child of God. He's the one teaching us, modeling the way for us to be able to do it. It's not like there's Jesus and there's us. It's he is showing us what it looks like to interact with the Heavenly Father and has invited us in to do that, invited us to connect when we understand who Jesus is and how he connects with the Father we understand how we should be doing that. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 says, Since then, you have been raised with Christ. We tend to raise Jesus and go, oh, I'm stuck here. No, Paul is reminding the Colossians, no, you've been raised with Christ. Where you see Jesus is, is where you are too. And sometimes, I think as the church... The church itself is a little too low because we see Jesus a little too low. Maybe we understand that we're positioned with him and we see him a little too low. 
there's more been accomplished in Jesus than, than we understand. And so, but we've been raised with him. He says, so since we've been raised with him, set your hearts on things above. Set your heart there. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Our real life. You, you died, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. Here is the cool journey, is as we are digging deeper into Jesus and we're growing, you are discovering who you really are. It is not just a journey of discovery and study of some distant person, some historical being. No, this is a living, alive person and who is alive in us, and we, are, we begin to discover more of who we really are. For you died and your life was hidden with, <clears throat> with Christ in God. Since Christ, who is your life, appears, or when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory goes on to say in verse 9 says do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator now let's we have to understand this right here says you've put on the new self which is being renewed okay sometimes we can go well I thought I had a new self why am I still dealing with some of the old mess? That's because that new self is still being fully renewed. It is still being fully grown. It is still allowing what the, the full work of it to go. So don't be so frustrated. Just stay in the process. You're fully loved. You're fully his. You're fully right with God. All of the pressure of performance is gone. Now we can just let the natural spiritual growth process begin to take place in our lives. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. All of the things where we want to naturally begin to separate things out, as we begin to naturally separate us and them, he says that doesn't exist in Christ. We are actually being connected closer and closer and closer in Christ. See, the more we grow into our true selves, the more we uniquely look and act like our Father in heaven. And that's why I said uniquely. Here's the thing is you are all made, all of us are made in the image of God. But none of us carry the full image of God. But we are made in the image of God. None of us can sit there and fully, God is too big, too vast, too, too expressive. But as we, who come together as his body, are connected, as Paul talks about, then we begin to understand it. That's why I cannot isolate myself and really grow. There are parts of God's nature, of who he is, that are going to uniquely show up in you that I would be isolated from if I didn't connect with you. And you with me. That's why we need each other. That's why we grow best in community. That's why we understand the nature of God better in community and connected. That's why we're, fellowship is so important. 
praise God that with these little devices that we've got, we can get teaching all over. We can, we, there's more teaching than you have time to consume. More Bible learning than you have time to consume. And it's all for free right there in the palm of your hand. And we've got good, and I enjoy it. I listen to podcasts on a regular basis. I, I, I listen to the word on a regular basis. I, I use technology to be able to, to help me to grow. But you know what this can never do? It can never replace the body of Christ. It can never replace the connection. And praise God, we can use digital for face-to-face -face connection. We can have live connections. We can do prayer requests online and, and, and connect with the body of Christ. And we can do those things, but we need to connect with real, real believers and real connection. That is part of how we grow. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. What does the opposite of all these things produce in us? Let's go back and go, okay? that if we're going to close ourselves with compassion, what, what happens when we don't have compassion? Then all of a sudden, there's no place of empathy, no place of connection. We begin to see the division that we have seen in social media over this election and still being played out. We see the division because each side has zero compassion for the other side. So we, when, but with you and I, when we deal with one another face to face, when you have some, some faceless mass out there, that's why he says, you get rid of the big labels because the big labels allow us to disconnect with people with some faceless label, barbarian, scythian, all of those different things. We don't want anything to do with those people. And we can disconnect some, with some sort of faceless mass of, of something we disapprove of. But he says, no, we, we need to connect. We need to connect face to face. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to clothe ourselves with some compassion. Compassion enters in whenever we un understand somebody may be going through something we don't fully understand. We don't fully understand. Let's just play this little, this little game right quick, okay? Well, let's just take this, with, 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 this deal with compassion, okay? Say that you leave here and you go to uh, lunch, Okay? somewhere and you sit down and you have a, a, a waiter, a wait staff person, they come over to you and you are expecting them to take good care of you, okay? Um, and then this person maybe isn't on their A game, okay? Maybe they're not very friendly, okay? You're sitting there, you're paying for this meal, you have this experience, they're at, they're at their job, they're trying to earn their money, and you begin to get frustrated because their service isn't what you expect it to be. And you begin to get frustrated, begin to get a little bit edgy. You begin, this all of a sudden begins to build. And then you sit there and then you now begin to insert some compassion. You insert some compassion for that wait staff. Like, uh, well, maybe the, maybe the kitchen is being hard to deal with today. 
Maybe they don't want to go back there and have to make these changes and deal with these different things because they get yelled at and chewed at every time they step through that little, those little flopping doors. They're going to get yelled at. So their frustration isn't with you. Their frustration is over there. Maybe they've got a child sick at home and they're freaked out about that. And they're sitting there and they're checking their text because they don't have somebody to come in and provide childcare. And they've got an eight-year-old at home alone and they're having to make sure everything is okay and their mind is somewhere else. You put a little bit of compassion in there. All of a sudden you think maybe they're going through something I'm not aware of. And what does your frustration level do? It goes down immediately. It goes down immediately. Compassion automatically brings your frustration level down. And your interaction with them shifts. Their interaction with you doesn't. But your interaction with them does. All of a sudden now, folks, for us to be the body of Christ, for us to do what we're called to do, we're going to have to begin to get better at these things. Because these are the things that let us connect because without compassion, somebody offends us and we're done with them. And pretty soon we've lopped off every relationship and we're isolated and we're alone. So we do that with compassion. Kindness, just basic kindness helps us to be able to deal with one another. Humility, that was what the Holy Spirit was trying to get me to walk in when he said, shut up. Humility made my day, my morning go much better. Had I inserted the little bit of pride that I wanted to, that interaction with those glasses would have gone a little differently. But a little humility went a long way. Gentleness. What does gentleness do in the rela- in relational area? What does patience do in relationships? It changes. All of these are game changers. Every one of these are relationship game changers if we'll begin to insert these different things. The Holy Spirit is wanting us to begin to walk these things out. Why? Because offenses are going to come. They're just going to. Let's look at John chapter 13, verse 34. It says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another by, all, by this. All men will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. I I guarantee you there is nothing more culturally attractive than a group of people who love one another and have each other's backs. Nothing. Nothing. We can't get slick enough. We can't get cool enough lights. We can't get uh, do a bunch of cool technology to offset a caustic, backbiting culture. You can't. You can't communicate slick enough. We can't have songs hip enough to offset a caustic, backbiting culture. But if we have this place where there's a group of people who love one another and connect to one another, that is automatically attractional. People want to be connected with that. Jesus is, Paul is reminding us and letting us know Jesus initially called us into this that people will know we're his disciples by the way we interact with each other. 
that something has genuinely changed. See, the peace of Christ says, <clears throat> the peace of Christ rules in our hearts as we let the word of Christ be alive in us. Colossians 3:15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You have to allow it. You have to allow it to rule. Because there's a lot of different things that are going to want to try to steal your peace, to take your peace, to get rid of your peace. So you have to let the peace of Christ, the peace of Christ wants to come in here, in, and we go, but what about? The peace, the Holy Spirit begins to be, be but what about my bills? I've got the right to be upset. It'd be goofy if I was at peace. I know what's due. You can be at peace. The Holy Spirit's being peace. And you bow up, but what about? Have me in peace in a, in a relationship. But did you see what they did to me? Did you see what they, what they put on Facebook about me? I ain't gonna be at peace. I'll give them a peace. I'm packing a peace. I ain't gonna let the peace. You have to let the peace of Christ rule. There's all these pressures that want to come in. But let the peace of Christ rule in your heart since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. What does this look like? This looks like people just sitting around talking about the scriptures, talking about God. As you teach and admonish one another. It's one of my favorite things is to walk up on conversations about people talking about what God's doing in their life and the scriptures. I love walking up on conversations, just random conversations with people doing that. I, I absolutely enjoy it. Why? Because it's so exciting as people are sharing what God's doing in their heart. That it should not be the only little sermons preached to be on this stage. There ought to be lots of little sermonettes, lots of little conversations taking place as people are sharing with what's happening in their, in their lives. And so as we let the word of Christ dwell in our hearts, that opens the door to let the peace of God rule in our hearts. And it comes back to verse 2 of setting your mind on things above. Let's go ahead and look at Hebrews chapter 12. It says, for the word of God is living and active. It is sharper than any double-edged sword. It, <clears throat> it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. It's living and active. I <clears throat> had put out the challenge of reading Colossians through um, and I was thankful that um, our youngest son, Carson, uh, took me up on it. And so he, right after the first Sunday, he says, hey, Dad, I, I read Colossians. Man, it was, it was, it was so rich. And, and then, you know, he, he, he's 17, and, and so it'll be a place, you know, you get some truth, um, and you can begin to kind of see that maybe some other people would uh, maybe need it. And so there was a couple of times that week, you know, somebody would do something. He's like, Dad, they need to read Colossians. <laughs> I was like, probably so, but don't be so judgy. <laughs> and so, and uh, then something else, man, that, that, they, that it would help them if they read Colossians. And I was like, it, it, it would. Um, it would help them. And so, but then 
um, this last this last week, he had said there. He's like, Dad, I, you know, I, I've read it multiple times. I've read Colossians multiple times, and and I was like, and so, what do you think? And he's like, Dad, I, I get something different every time. It it is alive. God's word is alive, and it is. It's not some dusty old book. It's God's word, and the Spirit of God breathes into us, and it it changes things, and it helps us. Psalms 119, verse 165 says, those who love your teachings will find true peace, and nothing can make them fall. Great peace, says those who love your law, and nothing shall offend them. Nothing shall offend them. I'm telling you, offenses are going to come all over the place, but we will let God's word dwell in our hearts richly and it opens the door to let his peace. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, this stuff that begins to grind on us won't grind on us the same way anymore. We can stay connected with the body of Christ. We can grow as we're called to grow, but we've got to begin to set our minds on the things that are above. Romans chapter five, verse one and two says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We have peace. We have peace through God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the last thing I want to get us with is that not only is Jesus the source of our true lives, but he is the rewarder of living that life. He's the source of our true life and he rewards us for it. Years ago when I was youth pastor, we did a, a big day and, and I put, gave an opportunity for uh, a random teenager to win a brand new Chevy pickup. And so and the way we did that is we had bought some insurance against it. We had to run the, run the, the thing, and it was a half-court shot with a basketball. And so we had to randomly draw a name and whatnot. And so, and then, so there they were. So on that moment, as that kid was standing on that line, we were all hoping that that shot was going to go through that basketball uh, goal because that would have just been amazing for us to be able to give a brand new pickup to a kid. I mean, that was just going to be amazing. And the insurance was going to cover it. We'd already paid for that. That was just going to be cool. But as that kid is standing there on that line, we were the source and that deal goes in. We were the rewarder. We were both the source of the opportunity and the rewarder of it. Jesus is our source of life and the rewarder of living in that life. It's not like there's this one place that we get this and all of a sudden something else comes up. It's Jesus and it's Jesus and it's Jesus over and over again. Verse 23 says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And I love how God connects with Abraham in Genesis 15, 1. It says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. I am your reward. Folks, our bottom line today is that 
a relationship with God, a relationship with God is the true reward of a relationship with God. That's the beauty of it, is a relationship with God is the reward of a relationship with God. There's a lot of extra benefits, but we get to be connected with our creator. We get to be connected with the one who loves us. We get to be connected with the one who is the source and the rewarder of life. And so as we grow in him, we don't want to drift off of it. We want to stay rooted and deepened in him because he is what, he is what our, our life is about. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.